Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So the Moskva was struck by missiles, Ukrainian missiles. We're now hearing from the U.S. military. They're more than less confirming that, and it sank two days ago. So it is the, or was the flagship of the Russian Black Sea Fleet, and when a flagship is sunk, that's a big deal. Let's talk to someone who knows all about this uh, reality, Vice Admiral Mark Norman, uh, former commander of the Royal Canadian Navy and uh, former Vice Chief of Defense Staff. Admiral Norman, thank you very much uh, for the time. F- first of all, that ship, the the, uh, the Moskva, would have been on the uh, Ukrainian primary target list, correct? Yeah, it certainly would have been. Uh, the Black Sea Fleet operating about 30 ships at the moment uh, and a number of submarines has been... The fleet in general has basically been um, harassing um, the south coast of Ukraine and providing a significant distraction uh, on the threat, basically, that they would launch some sort of amphibious invasion. So they've been they've been patrolling those waters for quite some time um, and denying access uh, to uh, to the Ukrainian port of Odessa in particular. Yeah. Does it surprise you that the Ukrainians were able to? Uh, to, to take that ship out, uh, I would have imagined that as a flagship of the Black Sea Fleet, it would have been extraordinarily well protected. Yeah, it, it's a good it's a good point. Uh, something clearly went wrong um, at the Russian end uh, of this uh, exchange, and um, I think you know the technology of the uh, domestically produced Ukrainian Neptune missile is uh, fairly good. Uh, from from what I understand, so it, it is a reasonably uh, capable weapon system. But to your point, um, to have a twelve thousand ton um, cruiser with a crew of five hundred, not only disabled, but in this case destroyed and sunk um, by the Ukrainian uh, weapon system is is a significant failing on the part of the Russians, and and therefore a significant victory on the part of the Ukrainians. Yeah, Mr. Putin has been in the habit in the last little while, last days of uh, placing members of his military and intelligence community who didn't serve him well, in his view, in prison. So I imagine there's going to be some uh, folks from the Black Sea Fleet joining them. But what's your sense, Admiral Norman, of the impact on the morale of the Russian Navy losing that flagship? Yeah, so I think operationally, the impact will actually be fairly minimal. Um, there are a lot of other ships uh, in, in the Black Sea Fleet. Uh, as I indicated, I, I'm, I'm not sure that they were really serious about an amphibious invasion. They're probably preparing for one, but it, the, the, the Moscow would have only provided a supporting capability, and the command and control capability can be transferred to another vessel. I think the real significance of this, uh, it, it comes in, in two dimensions. The first dimension is the um, psychological and morale impacts on both sides um, that I think your viewers will intuitively understand. Uh, this is a huge victory for the Ukrainians, and it's a huge failure for the Russians. And I think um, more uh, strategically, as we look at this, this is another example uh, in a series of examples of the Russians making um I can only call them tactical blunders that are contributing to their own 
uh, failure, and they're playing right into the hands of the Ukrainians. And so this um, is akin to the kind of uh, foolish use of uh, tanks that we've seen in the urban settings where they play right into the handheld weapon systems uh, that the Ukrainians are using to basically um, obliterate uh, the Russian tanks on a, on a recurring basis. And this is the same kind of thing. It just happened at sea, and uh, the stakes are bigger because you're dealing with 500 people in a, in a single ship. But that's conceptually where, where my head is. Mm-hmm. So the Ukraine military has handled itself uh, exceedingly well, but they can't be expected, I would imagine, Admiral Norman, to hold out against Russia indefinitely, even if the West increases the sophistication of the armament it's providing to Ukraine, personnel need to be trained to optimize the potential of each of these weapon systems. What's your sense of uh, how long the Ukrainians can continue to carry the fight and do as well as they have been against the Russian military? Well, I think they're they're more capable than initially I even and others have imagined. Um, they uh, certainly are showing not just an incredible tenacity, but they're showing um, also great skill and great depth in terms of um, their ability to push the Russians back. I think to your point, however, uh, and, and we've discussed this before, you, you, you can't underestimate um, the, the significance of the Russian mass. Um, and they're now in the process, as we understand it, based on the reporting, they're basically reorienting their forces, resupplying, uh, probably uh, re- refreshing uh, their, their, their units with, uh, with new troops um, in preparation for a major push. I think if, if the Russians are, are more concentrated in their, in their efforts, it will be harder for the Ukrainians. But I think that they're going to continue to push them back. And your other point is, but it's really important that the West continue to provide them the kind of um, equipment and support that they've been getting. How long? I honestly couldn't say. But, you know, a lot of people were guessing this was going to be over in, the, in, a, in a few days or a few weeks. And we're now pushing into week six. I think this is going to go on for months longer. Yeah. Uh, we have about a minute, Admiral Norman. It must be really disturbing to you as a professional military commander to know what the Russian military is doing to civilians in Ukraine. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's immoral. It's criminal. Uh, it's it, it goes right to the heart of uh, the ethics of armed conflict. Um, and uh, I mean, notwithstanding the incredible impacts on the ground that we're seeing and and the lives of Ukrainians that are being destroyed. Um, my hope, uh, along with a whole bunch of people, is that the, the key actors in this will be held to account uh, at some point in the future. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.